Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello and welcome back to the Conbridge Podcast, episode 110, brought to you by Guy Boston Sports. My name is Alex Clausen. I'm here with Steve Brady. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great, Clausen. This is on the same note of NPR. Andrew Gardner is no longer here because he's sick and has a sinus infection. So we're taking things down to a low level. In solitude for our fallen soldier, we will be whispering today. (laughs) Last episode was really loud because he was recording inside of a hockey stadium. Who would have thought that was a bad idea? Well, we are no longer at a hockey stadium. We're in a closed, safe space. Steve, how you doing? I thought uh, that was. Oh, my face is like red because I was trying not to laugh for the entirety of that. That was ridiculous. I actually, I, I can't wait to listen back to that because I feel like it's gonna give me like chills from like the whispers. I know. But yeah, that was a uh, Gardner's not here. He's a sinus infection. He's sick. He uh, he's a sick guy. So he sitting this one out, but. Clausen and I are here to give you one of our signature Steve and Alex episodes. Uh, Clausen, not a whole lot of rules today. There are some rules. There's going to be less rules than there usually is, though. Well, the thing with rules is that you dictate the rules because you edit the podcast. When it's a me and Guardy episode, the rule at the window. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, when something is said that needs to be cut out, Gardner will often be like, Steve, you got to cut that out. Like, you got to, like, we got to cut that out. That's fair. And if it's just us right now, then we both might come to the conclusion that it's okay to to leave something in where Gardner may have otherwise been like, we got to cut that out. The moral compass flies way down when it's just me and you. Yeah, that's that's valid. But uh, we will we will keep things to a, a PG-13 level. PG like 15 and a half. PG 14, like freshman year of high school. Funny. Something just happened in the, in the Pats game. I'm not sure what it was, but people are upset. Well, the reason I was so late was because Derek Carr threw a, a backdoor touchdown to Keenan Cole to tie the game. And yep. he had about his pinky toe out of the end zone. And they kept the ruling on the field as a touchdown. And people didn't seem to like that. Uh, the ruling on the fa- field stood? Yeah. Which, if they had originally said it was out, then I think he would have stayed out. Yeah. It was what we would call inconclusive. That's what I'm saying. Yep. That's unfortunate. And it's... You know what else is unfortunate, Clausen? The Red Sox 2020-23 offseason? Yeah, the state of the nation is in disarray. Not much is going up for us. No. I would say... I don't think there's anything on the up right now. 
for the Red Sox. Right? Yeah, I mean, is there any, like, think about this offseason. We've lost Xander. We've now lost, and we'll get into this, now lost JD, lost Eric Hosmer. It doesn't seem like Nathan Avaldi's coming back. The only positive they've gotten out of this offseason is Kenley Jansen, who may or may not be good, and this Japanese guy that we just signed who probably won't be good next year. And Chris Martin. And Chris Martin. So we bolstered our bullpen a little bit. I think uh, Yoshida is going to be like pretty mid at best. He might surprise us. I think he's an absolute electric factory. I love the guy so far. I don't know how good he's going to be, but I am a fan of Yoshida so far. His press conference was fun uh, because he took the time to memorize that like 60 second uh, little speech in English. I thought that was right. cool. The thing that I think is kind of funny is they call that guy over in Japan like Hulk Hogan or something like that. And maybe his clothes are deceiving, but this guy does not look like the biggest guy on the planet. But they treat him like Mr. Olympia. Yeah, the Macho Man. That's what his yeah. name is. That's what I mean. Like, maybe I'm missing something, but this guy does not seem very big. I don't know. He does the uh, the curls, though. You Did you see that video? Yeah. I hope that's like his, his walk-up is like him just doing curls. That would be cool. But yeah, Yoshida. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the cool. Freddie Lynn thing? Like, I have no idea. Oh, and I thought there was some Fred Lynn commercial where like all he did was hit dingers and the chicks loved them. Chicks, lo- chicks love the chicks dig the long ball. That's what it is. I actually, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I'm not sure exactly yeah. how it went though. I don't know. So yeah, I mean, Yoshida, that's something to look forward to. Kenley Jansen is kind of 50 50 because I don't think he's going to be that great. But I mean, he is undoubtedly like an all-time closer yeah he was great for the dodgers yeah so i mean that'll be cool i guess and then chris martin who knows how good chris martin will be i have no idea i'm looking at the remaining free agents who is this some this some role players you want to guess who stacked um no free ads this is their Best ranked free agent left on the market. Gene Segura. I'll give you a hint. He used to play for the Red Sox. Um, best free agent, Craig Kimbrell. Best. Yeah. No, he's what eighth on the list? Seventh on uh, the list? I don't know. Who's number one? David Price. Ah, I didn't. He's not retired. I I guess not. His contract finally left, finally gave up. But yeah, Nathan Avaldi. They have David Price and Brandon Belt over Nathan Avaldi. That's shocking. Well, Avaldi's pretty injury prone. I David guess, Price. but he can still he can still pull it. You know who still is a free agent? You know who he shouldn't sign? Who? A role this Chapman. You think he gets signed anywhere? Yeah. You think? Yeah. I don't know. He's a pretty just genuinely bad person. Oh, uh, yeah. Chapman, like, domestic violence, right? Like, yeah. Kind of scum of the earth. Yeah, definitely not a good guy, but. It's just he, not he a lot missile of crisis. I'm getting in word right now. Do you know what happened in the Pats game just now? No. I'm getting word that it was worse than the butt fumble. 
Oh, here, here's well, here's a description from from Colby. Uh, it was tied last play. Pats tried to lateral it for a TD, threw it to the other team, and they ran it back to score. <laughs> I just got a text. I'm not even mad. I just can't stop laughing. Yeah, I mean the the Pats are just terrible. They're really bad. Let's go check the Twitter machine. What else? You know, we, the, what else we got? Steve, I've hopped on your uh, your anti Twitter wave. Yeah, I've decided that it was best for me to purge myself of social media for all of winter break. That's valid. Which in, which includes Twitter, and it's weird. You because like you, I was trying to keep up with the World Cup earlier, but you couldn't. Nothing. Uh, how do you think a Neanderthal like me goes throughout my day to day with no Twitter? Well, I'm starting to learn. You kind of just have to accept the fact that you don't know things right when they happen. All right. Well, I found the video. Hold on. That's loud. This is not NPR of us. Yeah, it's not so NPR of you right now. All right. Well, Ramondre Stevenson has the ball. He's taking it. Yep. He passed the field goal line straight up. What do they do? Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, you're watching Jacoby just throw it to Chandler, Chandler Jones right now. Yeah. Why would he throw it that far? But it's going to overtime. What did happen? I mean, Jacoby wanted to go home. Apparently he did. Remember when Chandler Jones got arrested and then uh, subsequently released from the Pats for synthetic weed? I do remember that. Oh, my God. That was God. pretty funny. Chandler Jones just absolutely bodied mac that was crazy <laughs> shout out to everybody who has oakland raiders defense today yeah wow that's crazy that's crazy not surprising though nuts are you were you a uh, pro bailey zappy or are you still pro mac i i think i'm pro mac i think the problem is is matt patricia i think matt patricia I mean, that, that dude doesn't know a functional offense from a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah he's clearly had a few of those He's TV terrible. Injuries. Awful. This is a this is a Pats podcast now. We're not even talking about the Red Sox. But yeah, the that is yeah. just fresh on the brain right now. I mean, we'll we'll switch it over. This is just awful, man. Yeah, I, there's no point in even talking about the Pats because they just are so trash. No, this is just miserable. Well, all right. Well, let's let's go through the things that happened to the Sox in order. So I think that the first thing that happened since we last recorded was we DFA'd Jeter Downs. Thank, I mean, that was probably the best move out of all of them. Not that the bar is high, but out of everything that's happened this week, that was probably the best idea. Uh, yeah, I guess. But there's just wider implications behind that. Than there is. It's like, yeah, Jeter Downs couldn't hit at the AAA level, which means he obviously couldn't hit and the MLB. No. He was technically the top prospect from the Mookie Betts trade. And now he's gone for nothing. So we still have Verdugo and Connor Wong for Mookie Betts. And that's it. How do you feel about that, Clausen? I mean, you you got to hope that one of them... I mean, Connor Wong, I feel like we've seen what Connor Wong is going to be. He's going to be... a. Uh, an okay catcher to a, a solid backup. That's what we're getting from Connor Wong. 
And then Alex Verdugo, I, I suppose, suppose he still has time to turn into an all-star, but time is ticking. I thought last year was his chance. If we were going to see any sort of improvement, it was going to be last year. And he did just about the same as every other year. If anything, he was less enjoyable to watch than years before. Like, think about 2021, Alex Verdugo. Like, that guy was fun. Yeah, because that team Alex was Verdugo, fun. That is true. 2022, Alex Verdugo, that guy was all right. He was a he was a 250 outfielder that provided you a couple good sound bites and maybe a laugh here there, here and there. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, he's a hit in Mexico. They love him down there. That's a that's a plus. Yeah, so that's cool. So yeah, Jeter Downs is gone. That's first big news. And then what happened? I guess JD. Um, no, was it JD or Hosmer? That happened first. Hosmer was first. Okay, yeah. then we DFA'd Hosmer, which was weird because for no reason we were paying him like ten dollars, and he was going to show up every day and play. And now we don't really have a great insurance plan for if Casas isn't great next year. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like the fact that you pay him nothing, even if he hits like 180, if he's Joey Gallo for you, you're at least not paying him anything. Like yeah. why would you, at, at the very least, he could, he could be a mentor to, to Tristan Casas. Yeah, I mean... You aren't paying him anything, and it was kind of like he used to be good, so I feel like we could have just kept him for a little while, and if he was good, then that would be sick, and we could keep him, but if he was bad, we could always just DFA him later. I don't know why we had a DFA him right now. But now the thing that I'm thinking is when Tristan Casas eventually struggles, which he will, Yeah. who 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 fills his spot? Bob. I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's like the only person Justin like, Turner can probably play first base if he really had to. Christian Arroyo has taken, taken reps there. But now you now you have a, exactly, like you have a spinning wheel of, you have a, a, a carousel of, of backups at first base. Well, it's like, here's the thing. How many people on the Red Sox right now do you know for sure what position they're going to play next year? Raffy, yeah, or like who's gonna be like the full time starter? I guess Raffy, Raffy for sure. Verdugo's probably gonna play right most of the time. Kike, he's Kike. gonna start somewhere. Kike probably will be like in center field, but I could see him getting splitting time at second, depending on he's, how we fill the gap. He's an everywhere. He's an everyday starter somewhere. Yeah, but we don't know where is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. And then I guess you now have to assume that Casas is an everyday starter. Yes, I guess so. And but then like Yoshida, I guess is gonna be what, left field? No. No way you bring a guy in from Japan and then stick him on the wall. Well, our outfield is hard to play in no matter where you put somebody. I guess. I don't know. Maybe you stick him there. I don't know. Maybe there were big walls in Japan. You can, uh, you can hope. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, so, I mean, Yoshida is probably going to start every day. I don't see probably. why you would sign him if you don't intend to 
to play him. And then you got like Reese McGuire, who I guess is right now our our first catcher, right? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. There's nobody I, else. Got I was going to make a joke, but I couldn't really think of anything clever. Yeah, it's not even funny how bad we are. It's like. No, I was going to make a joke about Reese McGuire. No, I know. But like, even still, it's like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I mean, realistically, this team is like a 75 win team, right? Max. I don't think what are we could doing? Be way worse. What are we doing? How have we gone worse from than 75? How have we gone from 2018 World Series to 2019, 2020 implosion back to game six of the ALCS and then immediately back down to mediocrity and a seven in a below 500 team. Uh, I mean, it, it's the lack of moves that we've made the lack of re-signings and the lack of effort. I feel like is a good word. There's no effort anymore from Heim or the front office. I mean, and this and the same uh and the same idea you know we don't we just go out and we don't resign jd which is like expected and not necessarily like the worst thing in the world because jd is not like great but if we're not willing to give him 110 i don't see why we would give justin turner who's 38 years old two years 22 right i mean i guess the argument can be made that turner is better than JD, especially if JD hits poorly again this this upcoming season. Oh, but at the would. same time, he was like fourth in doubles in the MLB last year. JD, I, let's see what Justin Turner. Yeah, I like get two seventy eight with like it's the same guy. Runs. It's the same guy. Who JD and Turner? Well, like last year's numbers, this year's like. Let me see if I can compare. Yeah, them no, they're very similar. Yeah, but Turner, I guess, can play most most. He, he can play defense. JD was a liability. Yeah, but who knows if he might lose a step. He's like 38. Who knows if he'll be good. I, get, I don't know. I mean, People if at least JD like was going to sign one like one year, 10 million, so little. I don't understand why we want to just do that. It's There has to be some amount of JD was not going to re-sign with the Red Sox no matter what they threw at him. I think he just must the, the the front office I think just burned that bridge halfway yeah. through when they told him they weren't gonna re-sign him for three years. Yeah, he asked for like two or three more years and they said no. He's and then he was probably like, Okay, how about one? And they said, How about zero? Have fun on the West Coast. And he's gonna have fun on the West Coast. He's gonna go gonna go reunite with Mookie. Yeah. And they're gonna make it to the, the playoffs again and then probably lose to someone they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, all those guys are... The fact that Dave Roberts still has a job with the Dodgers is shocking to me. Who, Dave Roberts? Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. I I get it's it's difficult to make the World Series all these times, but you're the best team in baseball every year, and you've made it to the World Series in a Mickey Mouse year. Yeah, I mean, you you, you won that World Series, but that's not a real... It's not the same. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Dave Roberts is not actually that good of a manager. I, I could, I could probably win like a hundred games with that team. That's what I mean. You like, throw how the hard right can guy. it be? I mean, honestly, you have so much talent out. You could put those guys anywhere in the lineup, and they're still going to put runs up. 
yeah, how hard could it be to manage like a really good team like the Dodgers? You know what like, I mean? How many wins did they have last year? Like a hundred something, right? Let's look. It's like I could I All right, could they went 106 and 56. Yeah. Oh, I... that's 2021. Whoops. How'd they do? Uh, so they were 111 and 51. That's really good. So let's all right. Let's put it this way. You take Dave Roberts's job. You have access to all of the advanced metrics, his entire coaching staff, every 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 access that Dave Roberts has. You yeah. now have. Yeah. How many? I am. Wins I'm just a general win? manager for the. You're just the yeah. You're the manager of the. You're the manager of the team. Oh, yeah. You make his decisions. Yeah. For sure. What's the least amount of games I win? Yeah. The least amount of how many, games. Like I realistically, win? how many how many games you win? I think I'm winning like at least ninety. I, I think so. Yeah, like like that's fully a hundred percent. Like I hope that my truth. I think I could win at least ninety. Like, how hard can it be to be like? Okay, we have six former MVPs. Pretty much, it's like everybody yeah. in our in our starting lineup is an all star. Um. How hard can it be to just like the essentially the only decisions you're making are are pitching decisions like going to the bullpen and stuff and then you have a pitching coach for that too that's, so that's where I would struggle yeah you'd I mean there's certain points where you'd have to be like say say you got Kershaw out there and he's getting shelled in the in the second inning you're like do we pull him do we yank him or do we like just use him up for the rest of the game and we mail it in here you know right. So those are the decisions that I think would actually be hard. Managing the pitching, managing the fielders and the hitters. It's like, whatever. Yeah, that stuff is easy. Setting the lineup every day. Yeah. Not a problem. I mean, you'd have to like pinch hit people too. I guess that's a thing to think about. But like, how often do you have to do that? I don't know. Once every three games. How many guys are you actually pinch hitting for in that lineup though? You don't have a pitcher anymore to DH for. I don't know. I guess like we'll say it's like you just have Mookie Betts on his rest day. You know what I mean? And then you have whoever your fourth outfielder is playing. Right. I don't know. But yeah, I think I win at least 90 games. How about you? Yeah, I think 90 is the 90 is the look. Yeah, I don't know. 20 game difference. Yeah, I'm not going to guarantee 100. No, I think that's foolish. I think to say that someone, uh, a 21 and 22 year old, just bozo off the street could not manage a team to a hundred wins. No. Yeah. Even if they are the Dodgers. Exactly. It could be anybody. Give me the, give me the Monstars. Give me the murders row Yankees. I'm yeah, not putting up a hundred wins. I see what you're saying. And that I also don't know why Dave Roberts has a job. I guess there's, I don't know who you replace him with, but I don't know. I mean, do you think JD is going to be good next year? Actually, now that we're talking about the Dodgers. Well, No. Do you think he's going to be worse? I don't think, I think he's going to be any better than this year. I think he's going to be worse because 
he won't be able to hit as many doubles from not playing at Fenway. And I also think he's not going to be put in the same positions. Like you're never going to see JD Martinez hitting fourth on this team or fifth. You know what I mean? He's going to hit seventh. Mm, probably. It's Unless not he gets the same hot. situation. His RBIs will drop. His average might stay the same, but his RBIs are going to drop. They might stay up. If uh, he's an everyday player, like Dodgers are going to be on base constantly. So, But if you're hitting seventh, like you have to figure the five guy usually pushes everyone around, if not the four. That's fair, I guess. And then you got like, you got to get the six guy on and then the seven guy. Like, you know what I mean? There's just not as many opportunities. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying, actually. I mean, I think he's going to not hit as many doubles. He's going to no. hit probably as many home runs. His RBIs will be similar. He didn't really hit that well last year. But actually, did you know that his uh, old hitting coach um, from the D-backs, I think, let him, or works at the Dodgers, works with the Dodgers now? Chili Davis? Maybe. It's like whoever, whatever hitting coach made him good. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, he's going to benefit from that too. You got to think. I don't know. I mean, at, th- at this point, it's teaching an old dog new tricks. Yeah, I guess it's just like, how much better can he be? How old is JD compared to Justin Turner? Like probably the same age. I'll let you know. Let's look. He is, he's only 35, actually. All right. So he's got another another year or two in the tank before he really starts hitting the brakes hard. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. So, and then, so we talked about JD. What was after JD in this chronological retelling of the week? So we had Jeter Downs. Eric Hosmer, JD. Eric Hosmer. JD. Oh, and then we just signed Justin Turner tonight. Yeah. He's going to probably, I don't know where he he's going to play. I imagine he'll play second. Justin Turner? Right now. Or uh, DH. Has he ever played second base before? He can. I thought he was like a utility guy. All right, we got 10 minutes. Did, did you get that notification? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we got like ten minutes. That's plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know where he's gonna. I assume he's gonna have to DH for this team and play first base once in a while. Not so that yeah. he can stick him at second base every day. He's thirty eight. That's true too. Yeah, he'll probably DH as of right now. Right. But and I guess that's rather, fine. Guess... Like it's it's like having. 2021 JD. Yeah, no, it actually is. Maybe Turner can run a little bit better. Maybe. But he's a lot older, so I don't know. I guess my my only hope would be that a right-handed batter benefits from the wall. He might yeah. smack a few extra doubles. Like his, He might be a little bit better than last year. I mean, everybody for sure hits more doubles at Fenway. Yeah. So we'll see. I guess it's to me it's a pretty lateral move. If you you couldn't re-sign JD, you re-sign a guy that does the exact same job for the exact same price. Well, yeah, which like doesn't really make a ton of sense, but it doesn't. But 
none of what Haim has done this offseason has made sense. I know, but also, like we said, Turner can do more than JD as of now, I guess, in terms of playing second base or playing third base on Rafi's days off. and Playing the field at all. Yeah, field at all, pretty much. So right now, who's what does their starting lineup look like? I don't even want to know. So Reese McGuire behind the plate. Casas at first. I've heard reports of Kike at second. Have you? From who? The Twitter machine. I know, but I was just wondering if it was like... I don't know. It was one of those like... Maybe it was just like a floated idea that because he used to play second, he could go play second. Probably going to be Arroyo now that I think about it. Probably will be Arroyo a little bit more, but I can see EK playing a few games there. So Christian Arroyo at second. Trevor Story at short. Yeah. Rafi Devers in third. Mm-hmm. Verdugo in right. Kike in center. and Yoshida? I yeah, I guess in left. I don't Yoshida know who's left. And Justin Turner's or DH. That's a, the that's opening a, day starter. That's a pretty mediocre team. You know what? I think the Sox last year won 78 games. I, I'm pushing maybe 70 games. Yeah, 75. No, 70. They've gotten significantly worse, and they had 78 last year. Probably 70 games. Who's who's the opening day starter? Chris Sale, I guess. I mean, who else is left? Pavetta? Yeah. Yeah. You really want Nick Pavetta to open up? Not really. But... I guess you... At some level, you just got to put someone who's who's notable out there on the mound on day one. Like, yeah, everybody knows who Nick Pavetta is. But even more people know Chris Sale. Chris Sale will bring more hype. Because yeah. there is a certain amount of, okay, Chris Sale might go out and throw a gem right now. Pavetta has had, like, so many close to no hitters recently. Like, on our, on the Red Sox. But I see what Chris you're Sale's saying. Chris Sale is still a household name. No, I see what you're saying. And I totally agree. It should be Chris Sale. But do you think that he'll actually be like able to go out there physically? I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, no, he probably would be fine. I haven't heard anything bad, so. Yeah, but who knows? He might have another bike accident. We can hope not. Did you remember how that's how he hurt his hand, right? Yeah. Allegedly, getting getting some lunch and what do you think actually over his bike? Do you think that's a lie? I, I think he I think he got pissed and punched a wall. Yeah, probably because he's a psycho. He is a psycho. I bet meeting Chris Sale like or like being in the same clubhouse as him is crazy because he's probably just actually a crazy person. I bet he's like a decent guy until you start doing things that you don't like. Yeah. Like, remember when he cut up all those White Sox uniforms because he didn't like them? Of course. How can you Every time that? Chris Sale does something to harm himself or others, it's usually because someone did something he doesn't like. Yeah, I mean, that's true. See, we yeah. have five minutes left. I see that. All right, so what's the batting order? Do we have, do we have questions from Matt? Yeah, I have them pulled up. One second. What's the batting order real quick? Let's do that. Oh, so God. Yoshida is a leadoff hitter. Okay. But do we hit him leadoff or Kike leadoff? Kike stays leadoff, I think. You got to earn leadoff. So Kike in leadoff and then Yoshida second? Yep. Justin Turner third? I guess. Rafi four or Rafi three and Justin Turner four? 
Raffy three, Turner four, story five. I I mean I guess. Wait, actually flip. All right, so wait, story three, Raffy four, Turner Turner five. five. Okay, Reese Arroyo six. Verdugo, we forgot about Verdugo, didn't we? Verdugo six. We're really hitting Verdugo that low in this lineup. He hits two fifty. I know, but like, where else are you gonna put him? Could put Verdugo. Would you say sixth initially? Yeah, Yeah, it's actually kind of a good spot for him. Verdugo six, Reese seven. Oh shit, we forgot Casas. Oh yeah, we did. Uh, all right, well okay. you can't hit Casas eight. No, you can't. You can't hit Casas eight. All right, all right. New order. New order. Kike one. Oshita yeah. two. Okay. Casas three. Casas four. Yeah. Okay. Story five. Verdugo. Verdugo six. Yep. Turner Reese. seven. Justin Turner seven. Eight is Reese. Nine is Arroyo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that good. No. It's really not that good. Once you get past like the five hole, it just dips down so hard. Yeah. I mean, even with that top five, it's like we're hitting Kike, who probably won't hit higher than 240 or 250. No. Then we have Yoshida, who is a huge question mark. Then we have Rafi, whatever. There's no time to talk, keep talking about that because it's so stupid. I'll I'll read the questions from Matt. All right. Here we go. All right. This is questions with Matt. This one comes in from Matt. Shout out to Gardner. Um, what's the easiest test you've ever taken? Uh, my sophomore year of high school, I took U.S. World History, and my teacher was also, I think, the track coach and was a pretty easy guy. And uh, I just remember his multiple choice questions were, like, quite very obvious. They, like, would point out the right answer. Like, the question yeah. would be something along the lines of, what did the pilgrims grow? And three of the answers would be, like, drugs, milk, and like radishes like something just completely out of left field what would and then there would be like one like if you had like two brain cells to put together yeah you could no, probably I, see pass I see what you're saying yeah i'm not sure what the easiest test i've ever taken is probably um i don't know Pro- probably something in like early high school yeah i had a couple teachers that were kind of jokers but all right second question what's your least favorite alcoholic beverage Clausen? least favorite not a whiskey guy not a whiskey any guy. sort of dark liquor is not my thing i'd have to agree with that all right there's a rapid fire what's the best what's the best last oh sorry what is the best last-minute gift you've gotten someone? Best last-minute gift? Yep. Hard to beat cash at the last minute. Cash is king, bro. Cash is king. Yeah, Steve, we're I inside know. of a minute. I know, we're inside of a minute. Okay, 
So <laughs> who knows when this is actually going to end. I hope that it is. We have enough time to close it out. I don't really have a closing out the ninth. Do you quick, quick, quick. I do. Yeah. I had a dream last night that we invited Jared Carabas onto the pod and he showed up and uh, Kim Kardashian was also a special guest via Jared Carabas. And she wanted a big soliloquy about how much she loves the Red Sox and gone bridge. So if you are listening, uh, keep listening, Kim, we love you. Good. That was really funny. Actually. Uh, Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GoneBridge and Instagram at GoneBridge Podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher. And- Stitcher.